Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, this is embarrassing. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Pack Filler Podcast. It is currently... Uh, Thursday, July 15th, um, the, the tour stage is on in the background. I'm sitting at a coffee table in my RV on my way to the Belgian waffle ride. Uh, Jackson, say hi. Hello. Uh, we're, we're both sitting here in the morning. I'm, I'm not going to describe what I'm wearing, but let's just say I'm in my PJs. Huh? That might make you vomit. Uh, but uh, everybody, this has been a, just a bizarre past couple days. We were supposed to record the show on Monday um, due to internet issues. We're, we're RVing our way down to Belgium Waffle Ride. I know I probably already said that, but due to internet issues, we've had, uh, we had to postpone the show to Wednesday. We got to our, our campsite on Wednesday, got everything dialed in and plugged in and ready to go as quickly as humanly possible with about 10 minutes to spare. And all of a sudden, uh, the live stream wasn't working. And on top of that, the first 10 minutes of the show didn't properly record. So in other words, welcome to Amateur Hour. You're going to hear a little hum in the background. You're going to hear uh, us trying to contact Paul. You're going to hear all kinds of fun stuff. But I guess that's what uh, that's what you keep coming back for more. So uh, thank you for being so uh, masochistic and trying to uh, do this to your ears in some way, shape, or form. But um, in the first 10 minutes, just to recap, we talked about what it's like to, to RV our way to bike races, which I am quickly becoming a gigantic fan of. Uh, Jack already had some experience in that area, and it was fun chatting with them. So we're going to jump into the show just towards the tail end of that. And before we get to it, hey, big thanks to Gooder, big thanks to Scratch Labs, big thanks to, um, uh, who am I forgetting, Jackson, um, Athletic Brewing, big thanks to Giant Bicycles, big thanks to Mojo Cyclery, all those types of uh, wonderful sponsors I was supposed to give a much bigger plug for, but I guess I'll do that towards the tail end of the week. Um, we're going to keep updates coming. Jackson's got some video updates coming as the show progresses and as the weekend comes. So, um, And also, obviously, big Tour de France update uh, coming in the show in three, two, one. It's moving. Yeah. And you guys get to sit in like a, a a car, pretty much. So it's it's a weird perspective back here. Uh, I've been I've been. Did loving. you get a lot of reading done? He can't. On the there windy are some roads. of these roads we've been doing like Highway 101, and sometimes we're on 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 Route One, and it's so twisty, twisty. that yeah, oh, it's yeah, it's out of control. Yep. So it's 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 you know. So I think that's what's been messing yeah. with him a little bit. You guys go down through like Hearst Castle, Cambria, um, Big Sur down. I don't. I'm not sure about that. We came no. through. Yeah, we came through San Francisco today, which yeah, is kind of cool. We crossed the Golden Gate today. Nice. By the way, crossing the Golden so Gate. So are you headed headed out to one? Yeah, I think so. Tomorrow we'll probably be back on it. But but I I do want to comment on the fact that for a fairly novice RV captain driving the Golden Gate in high winds is a really um, enlightening experience it uh, and when I say enlightening I mean it scares the shit out of me 
Hey, I pulled an excavator past St. George's Waikiki all the way to Rudder Parkway today. So don't tell me about you, you, that road's narrow. Oh man, it looks like our audio isn't even going out to the live stream here. So everything's just going shit in a handbasket. But we are recording, so I'm gonna while we we're gonna take a quick pause on the recording. I'm gonna have to obviously do some editing. And um, I'm going to see why the live stream is not going out. So, fuckity fuck fuck. Yep, Pat's going to be doing some editing. Um, it looks like we're back. Um, but, we, you know, we were talking about, and you know, our trip and doing this kind of stuff. And, and I, I could personally get into this thing, and I think it's a lot of fun. But before I, I stray too far off the beaten path, we should probably talk about the fact that there's this little bike race going on over in in france and it is a tour around france and um, they actually named it the tour of france but the french use de instead of of so it's the tour de france and things like that and um i will i'm gonna i'm gonna pull the honesty card right out of the gates here and say that uh, we were at the worst camp not the worst campground but the worst technical campground in terms of wi-fi yeah. uh over the last two days and so jackson you got updates in terms of the last two stages i have not seen or heard a single thing on the stages i don't know what's i i mean i, I know technically what's going on but I didn't get to see a single moment um, in terms of the last two days. Jack, yeah. you, you've been able to catch up and see what's going oh, on, oh, obviously. Gotcha dropped out. Oh, he did. Gotcha That's exactly out. what happened. He did. He crashed <laughs> out. Okay. And and uh, Mark Cavendish yeah. is now in Polkadot. Sagan is now the leader. Sagan's the yep. leader. <laughs> and, and, and Cav is in Polkadot, right? Yeah. Okay. I'll 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 run with that. Um, but no, Jackson. Can you give me the Reader's Digest version of the last two days for for me who doesn't know what's going on? Yeah. So yesterday um, was a big breakaway day. Um, kind of got a breakaway of fourteen riders, um, which included both the likes of Matthew uh, Michael Matthews and Sonny Cobrelli, who both are going for the stage or not for the stage, but for the sprint points. Um, Cabrelli had a really good ride, um, but in the end, it was um, Lucas Postelberger, I think. Yes. Yeah. Um, and he uh, went away to win the stage. He gained about a minute on, uh, I want to say, David Gaudu and um, another rider. But it wasn't really worth it at that point. And then um, today, uh, it there were a, attempted attacks, um, obviously, with it being a mountaintop finish. Uh, they wanted to see who could, who could get the win. Um, however, of course on a mountain's top finish like this, it usually comes back to be with the GC favorites, which it did. Um, and it ended up being, like I said, the, the favorites and Pagacha said, screw this. Let's, I'm going to try and get something which broke it down to, um, three riders. One of them being Pagacha, the other two being, uh, Jonas Vingegaard and, uh, Richard Carapaz. And from there, um, they all kind of rode together. Carapaz put in an, an attack, but uh, Pagacha was able to follow. Uh, Vingegaard kind of got dropped a little bit. However, coming into the last 60 meters, uh, Pagacha went for the sprint and got the stage, and Vingegaard took second, and Carapaz took third, and that kind of did it. However, Uran lost a good amount of time and now is off the podium, and Carapaz took his place. So do we go out on a limb okay, here? Okay, so I lied. Oh, oh, Jack, you lied. What's your lie? I, I lied, yeah. Yep, I lied. About Well, I said... Oh, about... Uh, about got your yeah, dropping out. Oh, <laughs> see? I I'm, I'm fragile, Jack. I can't handle all this, this you know, this messing with my mind and stuff like that. Um, can I go out on a limb and say, barring natural disaster or the second coming, Tade Pogacar is the 2021... Tour de France champion. Yeah, I don't see anybody that can break him right now. What do we have left staring down the barrel over the next four or five days? Yeah, so tomorrow we have a um, let me, s I have a picture of it actually the stage, the stages um, tomorrow we have a mountaintop finish uh, again, we do climb the Col de Tourmalet and then uh, the next day after that stage 19 we have a sprint stage 20 we have a TT and then 21 we obviously have the Champs Elysees. Yeah, yeah, okay. And um, Jack, 
who'd you pick again? So um, I I picked Darren Thomas. Um, (laughs) I had I had Roglic, and I know like Jackson's probably go. Wait a minute, what's your opportunity? But because because Brent had kind of the same you know couple big players. Yeah, I couldn't decide if 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 Roglic hadn't raced in in a while, if he was you know Yumbo. I wasn't sure if they were race ready and it, and I, I mean the crash determined everything. Garrett is out. I mean not out, but well, well. Um I had I had Cavendish. So so all my points come from Cavendish and wow. I had wow. So one stage Cavendish and wow got first and second. Okay, that's I'm how I'm you feeling did. really good. I'm feeling really good about it, you know, and then Brent I think has, you know, Pogachar and that he's gonna he's gonna take this uh, competition for sure. But um, I'm just proud of Cavendish because like I didn't know if Cavendish was going to even show, and he did, and he's been amazing. That's that's all I care about. <laughs> he's surviving, and he's gonna win the green jersey, and I guarantee he's gonna freaking win on the Champs-Élysées. Okay, so let's I should win the whole thing if he wins. Let's jump to this. Let's jump to this Cavendish thing. Um first of all, uh last we talked Cav was trying to break uh Merckx's record. He didn't want to talk about it. It yep. was something that was very hush-hush and he things tied. like that. Um yeah, he, so he has now officially tied that record. So the first thing is about is um Flat stages remain. There's one uh, other yep. than Champs-Élysées that could potentially be the record breaker. Yes. Correct? Um, so, but would it be cooler if it happened there? Or would it be cooler? Or do we want it to be the romantic on the Champs-Élysées, Champs break Elysee. the record? Uh, it's a lot of pressure if you don't get it before the Champs-Élysées. Yeah. yeah. Everybody. So... So do you guys think that this is the one thought I had? Is is Eddie going to show up to like high five, to high five him? I have you seen some of Eddie's commentary on Twitter? No. Yeah, the last thing I think the most recent comment on Twitter from Eddie has been along the lines of, um, "I rode at the front for two thousand plus kilometers." Oh fuck, him. Mark, fuck him. Mark, Mark, you Mark, know. Mark, Mark rode at the front for the last six seconds. Um, now, okay, now, I, Jack, you already expressed your opinion on it with a gigantic fuck him and things like that. Um, Jackson, <laughs> you and I spoke about this a little Sorry. bit earlier. And no, 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 no. And But but what I want to ask is, do we cut Eddie Merckx some slack? Because, number one, he's an old guy who wants Alzheimer's? people. Alzheimer's? No, who just yeah. wants people to get off his lawn, and he does technically have a point. <laughs> He does technically have a point in the fact that he's saying, "Well, this is not the same record." I, you know, yes, I want all these stages. Nobody's saying, nobody's saying that Cavendish is the greatest cyclist of all time. I agree. Everybody yeah. says Eddie Merckx is the greatest cyclist of all time. So this is one race, one record. Didn't Eddie Eddie Merckx have the hour record on the track? Yep. Well, he they did. developed funny bikes. You know, I mean, <laughs> oh, well, Eddie could say, I got the fastest record on a normal handlebar bike, you know, with a certain gear. You know, it's it's not the same. It's one record. It's just one record. If he would have been as old as he is now when the funny bike broke the hour record, he probably would have made some comments on it. Jackson, your take on right. on this this record, the old guy complaining, and things like that. Yeah, I think if he takes it, it'll be pretty cool. Um, it would be romantic if it was on the Champs-Élysées, but I have a feeling it won't be because his team's better than everybody else. Um, and I think he'll win both stages. Um, oh, shit, really? I don't think there's a sprint team. There's nobody left. I don't think there's a sprinter who can beat a whole team. Yeah. That's what's the, so tough. The Koenig is amazing. Yeah. And it may sound controversial, but I think I said it the other uh, last week that it's like, I don't, I think if Cav was on Bahrain uh, victorious yeah. this season, he wouldn't even be close 
to winning any of these stages, which is unfortunate, but I feel like that's kind of the case. Anyways. Um, so he could not, you don't think he could have done what he's done without this team, without people like Michael Markov, who, uh, Morkow, who's mm-hmm. done, uh, who's one of the most amazing lead out men of, of all time, in my personal opinion, just how mm-hmm. he keeps an improvisational mind about it. He can read what's going on and he stays so calm and collected to be able to get that guy to the last, you know, 100 meters, 200 meters. Did you see him look over before he threw his bike? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It looks like he might have grabbed a little break. Amazing. Yeah, absolutely. But to answer your question, no, I I, I don't. Oh, and and. (laughs) this isn't 1974. Sorry, this isn't 1974. Cavendish is clean. Yeah. So, I mean. I, I, you know what? I'll bet you Eddie Merckx couldn't beat Cavendish in the sprint. We could talk about that all day. I love Eddie Merckx, but if you you can't compare, this is just a win record at the Tour de France. So what if Cavendish comes back next year and puts in 45, 43 wins? Yeah, yeah. Is Eddie still going to be crying about it? I don't think... I mean, uh... Cavendish doesn't have any Tour wins. I, I Okay, I'm letting you take the brunt of this. Uh, you're... you're you're being mad at the grumpiest. You're grumpying at the gr- at the greatest up. cycling of all time. You're jacked up, J- but but Jackson was in the middle of a thought. So keep going, Jackson. Oh yeah, like to answer the earlier question. <laughs> no, you're good. To answer the earlier question, we were on. No, I I, I think without Michael Morcow or any of his other lead out teammates, I think we wouldn't even be having this conversation right now. If he stayed on his team last year, no way. Um on the whole old man of it subject um there's something pretty similar in soccer as well with um pele who fights uh nail and tooth to keep every single record he has which some people don't believe is true uh some of the records he that people think he just didn't achieve and when i think messi last year broke one of his records it was one of his goal scoring records pele said in response actually i didn't score that many goals i scored this many goals and added on to his goal scoring record really because he was like actually i scored a couple goals while playing with some of my teammates like in practice it's like what it's like really exactly so people who like people who hold old records are gonna be a little bummed that the young guys are beating them and they're gonna fight like I said, nail and tooth to keep anything they have anymore to stay relevant. Not to say Eddie Merckx is not going to stay relevant. Every, everybody talks about him, but is he racing in the 2021 Tour de France with all the cameras on him? No. And yeah. so he wants a little attention. Okay. Okay. Hey, there's a quite a few tours where you wonder if the tour winner is going to win a stage. So then, Eddie Merckx could also bring up that point. Well, I won, you know, five stages during one tour, but this guy can't even win a stage and he wins the tour. Yeah. There have been, there have been a lot of those. Yeah. So, um, continuing on with topics of the tour de France, Peter Sagan dropping out. I know Jackson, I, I weren't, I wasn't around you at that point in time. And I, I really needed, I felt like I needed to be there for you on that day that Peter Sagan dropped out. Um, you found out the exact more details into the reason of that abandonment. Mm hmm. Yeah, he, um, so along with his crash on stage, whatever it was with the crash with Caleb Ewan, he, um, went down and he, he scratched or he got some pretty bad road rash on his knee. And, um, at first they were worried about infection. Um, but then they cleaned it, did the best they could. And in another sprint, um, I think Jasper Philipson came and hooked his handlebars and he banged it against the bar, uh, against his bar end and, that just kind of did him in and so he couldn't he didn't really have much left and so he had to go uh and it was um he did have a pretty big issue with infection and everything so they had to go and get um a part of his knee surgically like uh, like the the infection surgically removed Um, oh so yeah he he was out for that um but it just i don't know i i it, it it sucks. I was I was pretty bummed out. I wanted to see him at least try for a stage or animate something like he did in the Giro last year. Um, but it sucks, you know. There are rumors of, and I I think we could yeah. probably go beyond rumors of not only Peter Sagan after dropping out, he is going to be at the Olympics, but his his potential, if not, can we 
almost guarantee it. Almost, I haven't seen yeah. any more. I've been driving an RV for the last two days, so I haven't mm-hmm. been able to search out if there have been any any final yays or nays. But in terms of him actually switching to total energy, total. Yeah, Total Energies. Yeah. Yeah, and he would obviously, as we know, bring Specialized along with him, and then Villier would kind of get the can. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, my only hope is that they change the, the kit. Uh, because, I, uh, Jack, have you seen the Total Energies kit this year? Yes. Sorry, I had to <laughs> unmute myself. No, that's all right. It, it's, uh, it's, it's confusing. It's kind of like a... Like Wonder Bread, or it's yeah, like, it's like it's a bunch oh. of it's a bunch of different colors with a bunch of random shit, and <laughs> I guess I I don't know. I mean, nobody it's likes not it. The worst kit, no. Yeah. Oh, I think it. I well, yeah. It's no Le Groupement, or it's no uh, uh, Tonton Tapis, or any of those other teams. But it's it's still pretty <sighs> damn bad. Uh, subject jump. Sepp Kuss breaking our ten-year drought. Yeah. of stage uh, wins from the United States. Um, that was an, a, a beautiful day. Um, I think, Jackson, you and I kind of caught a uh, – we were at a, one of our campgrounds. It was yep. kind of a reduced version where we had to kind of fast forward and things like that just to be able to get out and get on the road at that time. But, um, oh, my God, I, 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 I wish I could have been in my living room watching that one. That, yeah. that one's almost like a, a slight – emotional moment to be able to see mm-hmm. him do that um what's seps does anybody know seps contract information with with uh yumbo visma because yeah that oh man he because he he rode like somebody who could do something above and beyond especially with how young he is yeah i think if he stays um at yumbo visma for the rest of his career i don't think he'll ever win a grand tour unless yeah. Roglic uh, decides to retire, <laughs> and I, th- I think that's all they really have. And we also don't know what Wout can do totally either, because yeah. he won the what what was it uh, the Von Two stage. Yeah. So I I don't know if he'll ever be able to be in the spotlight, unfortunately. And if he does move teams, I would love to see what he can do. I think it'd be a yeah. I think I think there's a lot of potential there that that potential that could go someplace, but um, who knows? I mean, it's such a great organization, and you know, he is he he does have these opportunist type moments. I don't know about his time trialing skills and things like that in terms of these grand tours. And have you ever noticed that so many of these riders are d- developed so well? They have a moment of of sh- a shining moment within their careers, and then all of a sudden they get poised hoisted upon this expectation of a grand tour winner and they never achieve it and their career almost falls short i'm i'm thinking of the one and only great tj van gardren who was never really at that he never achieved that grand yeah. tour status and it probably overshadowed a lot of the incredible things he did to her california wins you know all these types mm-hmm. of stage wins and things like that i mean her smaller race wins so Maybe maybe it doesn't have to be a Grand Tour thing. Maybe the Grand Tour thing is bullshit. And so, you know, maybe that's meant for a small percentage. You know, who knows? But uh, but, you, but it doesn't have to be the Tour de France. It could be, look at Horner at Vuelta. Yeah. Um, it, it, you know, a Sep or, or a Wow. I'm, I, the more I see of Wow, I think he's got all the makings of an endurance. He can, he can, he can climb. Yeah, and yeah. he can time trial. That's all you gotta do to win a Grand Tour. And the dude is so strong mentally. I, I'm gonna pick him in the next three or four years for winning one of the Grand Tours. Wow. I don't care if it's the Tour de France, but I really think he's got that skill. Yeah. I, I think he needs to, he needs to refocus away from he and Matthew Vanderpool. They need to start getting away from cross and, and focusing on, they have huge talent on the road that they can go really, really far. And, and while is he's a grand tour winner. He, if he, yeah, but, but you got to admit that next five years doing cyclocross ain't hurting. That's not. That's super true. It just—it's not hurting him. It's not hurting him. But in time, 
I think he's going to need a break. He's going to need some rest that he's not getting right now. He's So that's how strong he is. Yeah. Oh, I can I can race 365 days a year, and I can pull Roglic up the mountain. Yeah, and he was he was his number one guy last year. Yeah, yeah. You know, he led all the climbs last year. This year, he rode people off his wheel that should have been it should have been the opposite. Yeah, and the dude can time trial. <laughs> so, and the only reason Matthew Vanderpool beat him in the time trial that we just had, you know, a week ago was because Matthew was in the yellow jersey and so proud to be in it. I, I, I think if it were under normal conditions where he wasn't wearing yellow, he probably wouldn't have got second place or yeah. third place or whatever he got. Well, the, you know? what do they say? The yellow jersey makes you race the, with the strength of two men. It, yeah, probably ten percent. Yeah, ten percent, twenty percent faster. Yeah. But man, and he killed it. Yeah, I won't disagree. But wow, wow is so impressive. Let me ask about um, the sheer amount of abandonments in this race. There have been a multitude of of the top riders um, checking out, having their ticket punched. Now I know a lot of it can be equated to crashing and things like that. But I don't recall. And the Olympics. And the Olympic, that's my question. Is it because it's Olympic year? The emotion, the 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 original goal fell short, so they're going to cut their losses and go and try to achieve success in another platform, or is it uh, just the sheer speed, the sheer changing of the guard, the fact that this young generation that's coming up that doesn't follow the traditions the attacking nature is so much more different than it has been um is our what what can we potentially equate to the fact that there are these abandonments and and bike racing style has changed over the last three years if i'm not mistaken yeah i mean for me at least um i think that there's sometimes a mentality in like bike racers where um if there's no chance of winning why do it anyways and i do see that a little bit um but i also see that there have been so many crashes a lot more crashes than i have been used to seeing in the tour especially on like day one and two and christ three all the way up to now 19 um i feel like we've been seeing a lot of them um and so i think that can equate to it um and i also think that yeah the uh unfortunately because there are cyclists out there that race 365 days a year or let alone 280 you know um there are there are riders out there that need to look for their future is it going to be a permanent damage thing and to be honest i don't like to see riders like i don't like to see like my hero sagan dropping out of the tour however i do like to see that there are riders out there now promoting don't hurt yourself permanently it's okay to, to drop out because things could get worse physically down the road. I like that that's being promoted out there rather than eh, go through it. Your brain, it doesn't matter that half your brain's dead at this point, you yeah. know, like even, even more interesting coming off the tail end of those comments saying that, you know, we need to quit glorifying the, the blood yeah. and the injury and the riding through suffering totally. of things like that, that these, some of these writers are going, you're right, but I got to, I got to take care of myself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, which I appreciate. Jack, any thoughts on that one? Uh, in terms of the the dropouts, the the abandonments, the attacking style, the changing of the guard, and the traditional change of how how these grand tours have been ridden. Simply put, I think it's all of the above because it happens to be an Olympic year. It happens to be a COVID year. It happens to be a um, a, a changing. We've talked about changing of the guard with the non-traditional racing style. I mean, there's all of those factors are really what, what. Even on a budget quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quinn's is the place to score high end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I think this year of many years, of all the years I've ever watched the tour, is just, just that much different. So, I mean, you always have the luck of the crashes, you know, unlucky, but the luck of the crashes. So Richie Port somehow survived stage nine, but everybody else that was any good crashed out uh, or or crashed and hurt themselves badly enough to either drop out or not be a contender. Um, You know, so if you look at the, 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 the amalgam of that, all the events, all the perfect storm. This is the one tour that's probably going to have the most attrition for various, every reason possible. And um, it doesn't matter on, on uh, Pogaccia, his win. It doesn't matter on Cavendish with his green Jersey win. It doesn't matter while winning a mountain stage. It's how the tour, it's how pro cycling works. I think Paul said it, you know, the, it's the beauty of the sport is, you know, it's like gambling. Half of it's luck. The other half is, you know, sheer talent. And all these guys are extremely talented. I don't care if there's like 20 guys that could get second place or fifth place or, or first place. It's how the cards fall. You know, you, it's, it's, you got next year, maybe, if you didn't hurt yourself so badly, yeah. you're out for, forever, you know. I mean, that's another possibility. A guy like Sagan may never sprint well again without a, you know, they removed his bursa. And he probably could have been a, a Johan Museo where he almost lost his leg. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, rambling on, but it's just, it's like, it's kind of the fun of the sport. And, and to be quite honest, and then to go into the, the last part of it where you said, you know, the, the injuries and toughing it out to the end, I, it's already bad enough you can't puppy paws and you can't, you know, take your your ass off the saddle on a de- descent. But if we lose the toughness of it, I, that would be a, a – I would feel like I'm out. Yeah. I probably wouldn't be out, but I'd feel like I – it's not cool anymore. It's too refined. It's got to be a choice of toughness. I, I quit. I – you know, we all have had that. We – you know, it's like, I can make it through this, you know, but, yeah. or I can't make it through this. And that's a personal choice. And I, and if without that, I don't think I'd like it as much. Wow. Blech. That's no, my barf. That was good. That was damn just, well. That was damn I good. I just barfed it all out. You did. You just puked. <laughs> you just puked all over our podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I put you in my pocket. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I do have to say that in, in, I rarely comment on these things. I'm always the guy who got just kind of teeing up a question and then walking away, handing you guys the club. Sorry, that was a golf reference, and I fucking hate golf. But um, I, I, I love that the I, I have loved this tour, and I don't know if I can equate that to youth and youthful exuberance and the attacking styles that have changed, um, um, or if I can equate it to the fact that disc brakes are just making bikes that much faster. They could be. I can say that because Paul's <laughs> not here, um, and and I I should mention the fact that uh, Tade Pogacar rode today on a rim brake bike, right, yep. Jackson? Um, but he will be the first disc brake bike to win a Grand Tour. This the Tour de France? Am I? Yes. Yeah. Maybe. I think so. I think so yeah. And I wish the old man was here to comment and make those grumpy comments on t- in terms of how how those things are, but. Um, it's and I think the attrition and what has really surprised me is the inability of sprinters to be able to make the time cutoffs. Yeah, I don't remember that happening this much, and I don't know if that's because 
um, the race pace is that much harder and that much faster, or if it is uh, the fact that the sprinters are that much more specialized in, in their specific discipline um, or their pussies or, you know, whatever it is. <laughs> but uh, but I, I, all I can say is I don't remember this many sprinters having to drop out. Yeah, it to me, it seems like there yeah, are... I don't, I don't think... Oh, what I was going to say Cap was that... didn't even tour prep. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. No, he didn't. Yeah, he didn't. Um, what I think is all, what I, yeah, what I think is also, um, interesting is we now have the likes of like Cavendish and Buhani, um, who are bread and butter sprinters who don't really train for like the climbing and stuff like that. And then we have kind of the likes of Matthew Vanderpool, Walt Van Aert, Peter Sagan, those like classics riders who can still win in a sprint, but also can get to the end of a, uh, of a mountain stage with quite a bit of time to spare. Um, so it's interesting, like Sonny Cobrelli. Now we're seeing getting like third in these mountain stages. Like sprinters are, I think the term sprinter is becoming a new thing. Yeah, Cav is an old school sprinter in my opinion. Okay, because I think. For instance, we can we consider Sagan a sprinter or La Vanderpool, and they can still they can still have room outside of those areas where they can es- they can win. Especially when some of these guys who are winning these mountain stages are winning classics like Perry Tours and things like yeah. that, which are which are destined which are flat races mm-hmm. and, and destined for for those types of sprinters and things like that. All right, so uh, predictions in terms of this going into this final week, everybody. Uh, first of all, Polkadot. Who do we think is going to maintain the Polkadot? Jackson, did, who ended up in Polkadot? Does he, do you know at the end of the day? I don't know because I was driving across the Golden Gate Bridge and high winds in an RV. <laughs> I think Wout Poles might have kept it. Obviously, the okay. listeners out there will probably know, but yeah. I think Wout Poles might have kept it, okay. who I think will have it by the end of it. I wanted Mike Woods. I hope Mike Woods, um, but Wout Pohl seems to be doing pretty well in it. Um, and I've heard rumblings of Wout Van Aert, but I think he's got finger guard duties. So sure, sure. We'll see there. Jack? Isn't, isn't Pogaccia also? In Polkadot? See, I hate, I hate when the, leader, he, when he the leader of the points. tour. I hate when the leader of the tour gets everything. I, I, I don't even want Pogacha to be in white, even though he's 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 clearly yeah, got a wrap right? <clears throat> and I'm sure the sponsors don't need um, it. Hey, I gotta admit something. I we we talked in a, lot, a couple of shows ago. I, I and maybe I'm just like, you know how you're oblivious to certain riders. Like I, I he's not even on my radar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I all the time. And you guys may remember this, but I asked about, I, and I don't even know which one I asked about, but like, I get mixed up Michael Matthews and Michael Michael Woods. Yeah. Hmm. Matthews. Right? Bling. I get those guys, Matthews and Woods. I get them mixed up all the time. When you guys said something about, what, I don't know, Matthews or something, I'm like, he's potentially going to get the polka dot jersey? I thought he was sprinting. I, I can't even tell the two apart. I don't know. I'm, I just... They're just not, like, I don't pay any attention to them. I just have to admit that. Speaking of Michael Matthews, Jackson just showed me something very interesting. Yeah. Uh, I didn't realize how close the jersey, the green jersey race is. Um, So probably if Matthews and Bike Exchange play their cards right on stage 19 or in any of the intermediate sprints on the coming stages, he could take green. And Cabrelli is only... 86 points behind and that is practically made up in a stage win so green is nowhere near it's not wrapped, wrapped up. up yeah um you know mind you if cav gets two more stage wins i get the intermediate sprints won't matter yeah but we're we're staring down the oh wow it's, it's a lot closer than we thought so yellow's wrapped but not green <laughs> polka dots even on the table yeah how what, what you were showing me the difference yeah so wild poles um has 78 Tade Pagacha has 67, and Nairo Quintana wraps up the top three with 66. Mike Woods is tied on that as well, though. With 66. Yes. So there's going to have to be something something extraordinary, probably, <laughs> for that to happen. Um, anybody have any predictions for the final weekend, anything like that, of the, of the tour before we, we kind of wrap up Tour de France coverage? I think... Um, because he's in yellow, I think Pagacha will win the final time trial. Um, and I think Cav will probably break the record. I agree. 
Yeah. Uh, will he break I it? Agree. Will he break it before, or will he break it on Sunday? I think he will break it probably before. Uh, I don't know, man. I think he'll break it before. The team's too good. Okay. Jack, before or on Sunday? I agree. And with everything he just said, it's all <laughs> it, it's at this point. So at this point, Dakunik is way too strong. They they like yeah, he'll win if not one, two of the next stages. It's all Three Michael Markow, man. I'm uh, telling Paracha, you. Yeah. Definitely a time trial champion. I mean he's gonna win the time trial unless He'll at least get second, but he is yeah. Yeah. proudly, you know, roll that over everybody. The the thing that bums me, and this is an amazing tour, because if you took a tour and you took out, like, because Pogaccio rides for a team that's not known as the strong, you know, Ineos or Yumbo yeah. or yeah. whatever, if you you take out all of them, it, it's like, wow, this is like a blue-collar tour. It's like the regular guy. <laughs> um, so that part's really cool. The, the thing that I think bothers me the most right now is that second through fifth, like within a minute of each other, yeah. and the protection of their placing creates a, a much less active attacking of first place. Like they did yeah. give up. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. yeah, we'll attack him. But if you're watching them attack, it's not like okay, um, uh, Carapaz is going to attack, and as soon as he gets reeled in by Pogachar, then um, uh, nobody else goes. Somebody else needs to attack. Yeah. Out of that, nobody not right away, and they need to let Pogachar reel that in. And then the next guy needs to attack. They they totally missed that the other day. Yeah. They waited. Everybody recovered. And even, um, uh, you know, even other guys were chasing down the next attack. It's like, come on, guys. Don't you – you know, it's easy to sit back, armchair quarterback, and go, what the fuck are you guys doing? Oh, you know, this isn't yeah. how you drop – a yellow jersey. But there's so much. You're all, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's so much on the line with these teams. And you know that the Ineos. For second place. The people writing, writing the checks at Ineos are going, um, yeah. this is not what we paid for. Yeah. You are supposed to win everything. Well, right. <laughs> of course they have German accents because that's what I always assume you know, because I mean, it's very easy for play a little safe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, all right. So I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb here. Um, we are going to be road tripping on Monday still. Yes. But I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to say that I'm going to have the live feed figured out. I'm making promises that I, there's no fucking way I could keep. <laughs> I'm going to say that we're going to have the live feed figured out. We're going. Jack, are you available on Monday? I believe so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're going to have a complete Tour de France yeah. wrap up. and we I are, don't know what day it is. By the way, but yeah, sure. we are also gonna we're gonna have a complete Tour de France wrap up, and we're going to reveal who the poor bastard is who has to do a TT on the bad bike. By the way, as of last, um, as of Monday, t uh, Bookie T sent me. He was on the live stream, and he sent me a text of the uh, updated points, and of course. I didn't read them, and I logged off the live stream to try and fix it, and so I didn't get to see them. So, Bookie T, thank you for doing that. I'm so sorry that I didn't pay that much attention. But as we sit right now, guess who is in danger of, with zero points, guess who is in danger of riding oh. a 40K TT on the time trial bike? Paul Maine. Paul Maine has oh. no points. Paul Maine knows more about bike racing than all than most of us will ever. I mean, he, he but he just but gets he takes passion. He gets kicked in the nuts every time we try to do something like this. Paul's sitting with zero. Let me go through the pack filler here. Karsten was with six. I'm with seven. Jackson, you and I are still at seven. Are we dead? I don't think we have any riders left. I got three today. I have Richie Port, so I'm, so I'm fucked. I'm fucked. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and uh, B Brent Soderberg, who was leading, is now in second place. Do you guys understand who is in first place? That would mean Jack Broadhead. Is Jack in Broadhead, first place. as of Monday, is sitting with 29 <laughs> points. Dude, it's the yeah. Cav pick. 
It's got to be mean, the Cav so pick. My wife and I are like, when Wout and and uh, and Cav and Cavanish won, Cavanish won, Wout got second. We're like high fiving. She's like, you pick both of us. I'm like. It's like this is. I don't even need to ride. I don't need to go out for a ride. I, I can just sit back and pick, pick bike races. <laughs> you just become a, a booking agent for bike races online. I love right. it. Right. So, so I'll have to say. I mean, picking Cav is like the dumbest pick. <laughs> you especially not knowing if he'd even go to the tour. Yeah. And you're picking a guy that it was has not really been a relevant rebel. Relevant? Relevant. There you go. Relevant. Rider for five years, four years. Yeah. Um, I'm just super happy for him. I mean, I don't, I, at the end of the day, it's an old guy kicking ass. So, yeah. Whatever. But, yeah. So, Brent, I think Brent has a, a Pogachar, so Brent, he won yeah. today. So Brent's not far Brent behind you, I don't right think. I don't think Brent's too far behind you. So, um, there we go. You guys, right. we are and, at. And is going to win. What's the win worth? 20? 30. Maybe even more than that. It might be forties. I, yeah. I think See, it's a thirty Brent's, point. Win. Brent's going to win. Yeah, yeah. So, so unless Cavs pulls off, you like get points for green and and Wout second. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You get points for green. So as we are coming up, and I don't know how far we are into the show. This part of the recording is coming up on forty minutes, and I think I have another forty. I'm mean, another twenty or something like that yeah. before the computer shit the bed. <laughs> and I did realize that I didn't do a single bit of sponsor <laughs> mention, and this is where everybody's going to just shut off. But I do have some information before I sh they, you guys shut off, so don't shut off. Um, we want to thank our friends at Gooder. We want to thank Gooder Sunglasses, G-O-O-D-R. Um, get on the, to Gooder.com. They have a whole bunch of stuff going out. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, I was looking today online, and they have a new special two for 40 bucks of their OGs, the original style. Jack's wearing them right now. Those are the OGs, too. And Jack's wearing them right now. And uh, two for 40 bucks, you guys. And they are polarized, non-slip fit, great style, great fun, great function. Get to Gooder.com and check out their stuff. Also, thanks to Scratch Labs, our friends over at Scratch Labs. We couldn't do without those guys. And I am going to be sucking down so much Scratch Labs probably this weekend. Um, big thanks to them. Who am I forgetting? I'm forgetting Mojo Cyclery, who got Jackson's bike dialed in for this weekend. Yes. And um, who am I forgetting? Oh, Athletic Brewing. Of course, our friends at Athletic Brewing, who um, helped me actually lose 30 pounds. And that, I, I'm, not, I'm not exaggerating <laughs> that. They actually helped me lose 30 pounds. So there we go. Um, before we sign off, I do want to actually bring up a, a concept that Jackson found. Uh, you're, you're becoming the tech dude, if you haven't realized <laughs> it already. But the Strava function. Of yeah. of what we are be able to do on this, where we're on this road trip, we want to go out. We want to get you know sixty ninety minutes, maybe yeah. maybe a two hour ride. And Jackson found this little tiny little feature on the good old fashioned Strava. Yeah. So what it is is um, so if obviously if you go to your Strava, um, you will see things at the bottom of the page. If you click over to maps, um, you see a bunch of these different like segments pretty much. And right next to the word segments, there is the word routes doing this so everybody can have this for the future um, for, for, for future use. And then in the upper area, um, you can see your mileage. You can pick anywhere from one mile to a hundred miles and it will take your current location and it will give you a, any ride you want that is near you and it'll be a loop and so you don't even have to worry about how the hell do I get home you can pick paved or you can pick dirt it's a really cool thing and it's been I for someone who like in Portland I don't I'm not from there so I don't know where I always need to ride sure. uh, to get good long rides in and I've been using that function it's been really helpful and we have been using it along while we're while we're going down the coast so it's 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 been a really cool thing and it Wow, I, the places we've come. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That you don't have to just. I remember coming into a town and just kind of riding just randomly, just yeah. taking lefts and rights randomly, and not knowing if I was going to f come up upon somebody's compound where they think I'm an ATF agent and they shoot me with a shotgun <laughs> or something like no that. No longer but have yeah, to worry about yeah, that yeah, anymore. Yeah. Well, yeah, you never know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, 
Jack Broadhead, thanks for wandering around your house and giving us great insight into your incredible ability to pick bike races. <laughs> well, <laughs> but by the way, it won't happen next year. But hey, can we can we mount the Concourse saddle? My my fourteen year year old uh, butt saddle. Well, it's like a Paul's, fifty year old saddle on on that on uh, the funny bike. Funny bike. I think Paul's already been through that yeah. hell. Paul's so, pushing sixty, and I don't think he needs that. Yeah, it for his... adds to the. Impotency is inevitable. We don't want to make it guaranteed. Yeah, he... Okay, did you throw that saddle away? No. I don't think so. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. <laughs> there we go. Jackson Bulger, thank you for riding yeah. um, third seat. You're like in the buggy seat in the back of those old-fashioned cars just holding on for dear life. Yeah. Thanks, dude. Yeah, thanks for being here on our on our road trip adventure. Yeah, thanks for driving me down the coast. Paul Maine, I know you're going to be listening to this. I'm, in the I'm super excited for you guys. Yeah, thanks, man. We're going to give a full update, and Jackson is now the, the head video guy in charge of the entire show, so uh, the entire YouTube channel. So he's going to be posting a lot of cool stuff, and I know we'll be getting updates from that on our Instagram and our Twitter. Yes, I'm just going to yeah, throw that out there. and there will be a long-form uh, YouTube video at the end of all this. Hot damn. So you get to see uh, prob- hopefully more of Jackson and less of my gravel stash, <laughs> which is quite fun. Which... Uh which day is uh, Belgian waffle? Sunday. Yep. Sunday the seventeenth. Is there a live? Is there a live stream? I don't know, and if there is, you probably won't see us because the camera batteries will run dry by then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but we're going for it. Our 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 objective is to uh, I think finish yep. finish with dignity, bowels intact, and all that kind of stuff. That's, exactly. That's what we're shooting for yep. here. So. Uh, we'll give full up, full updates. You guys, um, for those of you on Podbean who tried to listen and didn't have the ability to, I will fix that. I promise. I apologize to you guys. For the people who are listening to this podcast and it stopped about 10 minutes in and then jumped subjects, um, that's my fault. Again, I hit the wrong button on the recording board. Other than that, we're trying to figure this shit out on the road, but it's kind of fun to do anyway. Yeah. yeah. So that's it. That's another episode of the Pack Filler Podcast. We'll catch you next time, everybody. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.